join the galaxy's largest official Star Trek convention in Las Vegas with 100 Star Trek guest stars and four captains. Beam into the intergalactic party of the year. Thank you, Scotty. We have made it. We have transported everything old is new again to the Las Vegas convention, uh, specifically the convention this past year, 2014. I am here with uh, David Cohen, who is excited and enthralled to discuss nothing other than Star Trek and Star Trek conventions. For the second show. Second show in a row. Second show on this. Yes, and we have dragged back Dr. Richter, Dr. Richard Richter, dentist from Patchogue. And where else? East Quag, Douglas. I always forget that. And Michael Weiner, an ophthalmologist. Three locations on two on Long Island, one in Queens. Glad to be back. All right, there we go. And this is a continuation of our discussion of all things convention, Star Trek convention, why we go, what's it all about, what's the attraction. We're going to focus a little bit today uh, in the beginning here on autographs because I don't know if everyone really gets an idea of this. When you buy a ticket to this convention, there are different tickets, gold and uh, bronze level and so forth, and some uh, of the ticket price goes towards uh, getting autographs or the opportunity of autographs with some of the, quote, stars of the show. So are autographs a big deal to you guys? Richard? Well, uh I'm going to say, for, for me, I like to have the autographs personalized. There are some people that collect the autographs and like them unblemished for potentially resale, resale later. Right. But not for me. So you, yeah. yours, you, you like to say, like, to your pal, your, your pal, whoever, Bill Shatner. Exactly. Dear Rich, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a very good point, is that there is a market where people get autographs and then resell. Um, but quite frankly, at this point, convention has been going on for 45 years. Unless the star has passed away, th- and even so, there are tons and hundreds of thousands of autographs out there at this point. So the value, in my view, looking at capitalism, looking at it that way, when there's you know supply and demand, when there's so much out there, it's really not worth it to get it to, as an investment unless you're doing something different. There are some that take a, a, a large... I'm trying to picture the, the, the size of maybe two foot by three foot um, uh, cardboard um, Oh, those display. cutouts, those big cutouts of the... Well, of the ship, let's say. And what they'll do is they'll have all the stars that were ever on, let's say, the next generation. And they'll have the next generation ship and every star and guest star and little person, if you will, that was on the show. And so they'll have 300, 200, 100 autographs on that. That is unique. That's different. But is that odd or not? I mean, well, how long has it taken you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing that. People sure. like to have something to remember Star Trek by, something something to remember the experience. And there's nothing better than having one of the stars sign something for you right in front of you. That tendency towards collecting, uh, and this is no different. They actually go around collecting autographs. I have one friend who's like an autograph aholic. I like to call him. He won't stop collecting and purchasing these autographs. <laughs> I guess he meant you. Now, that was our light, uh, the lighter side of, of the convention in the evening. After going to the convention, I had a little discussion with the gentleman here, and they were trying to give us an, an opportunity with their enthusiasm for autographs, what it's all about. Now, you're saying you, that was me? That was you, Douglas. I was staring at you when I made that statement. 
still staring at me now. It's a little awkward. So that was your nightlife in Las Vegas, what we just heard? Yeah. These, awesome. These wonderful um, I'm really getting the convention thing now. Thank you. <laughs> we did the interview when we Did came back from our <laughs> adventures uh, in that regard. Richard, I don't know. You, you talked up a little bit about um, uh, fascination with collecting. But, again, if these don't have that much uh, significance monetarily, why do you think your friend or anyone, is, uh, even yourself, is collecting these autographs? You, you know, I, I don't know because there are, like um, – uh, pictures that we have of all the actors from like the bridge crew and even I myself I wait for that autograph and I'm trying to complete it and I go home and I say to myself why what was I thinking you get caught up in this in this craze this frenzy when you're there right I get, I get well, that. that's part and, and of Douglas, it. And Douglas keeps saying, get the autograph. Get the, you're you're going to regret it. Come on. When are, you, when are you ever going to be there to get the autograph of the guy that was the Gorn? Like Richard, you'll never get it again. You'll never, never. see this person. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's hear you, uh, uh, Richard, describing your experience this year uh, with James Darren. You know, James. Well, it's a clip. James Darren we spent time with today, and that's thrilling. I mean, he ran with the uh, Rat Pack. He did uh, those Frankie Avalon movies. He did Time Tunnel, um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and he was very personable. Does a very reasonable and affordable photo op with you. Um, really spends time with you. You know, he's very fan-friendly. You see how relaxed he is. You could tell he was in his pajamas when that was going on. <laughs> But he's right here. Why are we playing clips? Just <laughs> ask him the question here. I, I almost repeated the whole thing. But the excitement level. The well, I just I did the clips because we actually went out of our way to to do this while we were at the convention to try to get a point of view. I didn't know we would repeat the word for word the clip. I didn't play the clip for <laughs> Can you tell the difference between the clip and and him live? None. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad we did that. But no. Jay, who is James Darren? What are we talking about here? Uh, didn't you listen to the clip? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, why is that important to you, this guy that did the time machine and blah, blah? Well, you know. Because that's someone that, that's an old classic actor that he related to me on, on more than one level, beyond the Star Trek level. Well, who was he? You're, Just so, so people like, like myself. Weren't you listening to the clip? James, <laughs> you listen to the clip? <laughs> I was too busy laughing over the, over the clip. Who's James Darren? He was Darren? in Time Tunnel. He's a singer. He's, he's got a new album out even now. He's a tremendous. You mean he, Mac the Knife? Yes, he hung that's out with Bobby the, Darren. That's Bobby Darren. But no, he's a singer, and he hung out with uh, Sinatra back in the day. But who did he play in Star Trek? He was in Deep Space Nine. He uh. was a part of a hologram. Yeah, like a holographic uh, barkeep. Okay. Almost. Yeah. All right. Just he was an actor. I got it. Go well, ahead. but he's one that got it. He's one that maybe doesn't. I was watching you get an autograph uh, with Peter Weller Douglas, and in your case, he actually had a long conversation with you about the show um, Engineering and Empires, and um, as soon as you mentioned that show, it, he warmed up and became so uh, uh, friendly with you and wanted to stop the whole autograph process and have this conversation with you about the show. It doesn't always go in a positive manner. Uh, likewise, you had brought up um, a Columbo episode to Walter Koenig, and he responded quite uh, negatively, um, you know, saying another uh, show he, he got to play second fiddle on, and um, his demeanor changed to, uh, to one that wasn't quite warm and friendly. Hmm, is that possible? Walter Koenig was which character? Chekhov. Chekhov. Yeah. Okay. 
wasn't he thrilled? Michael, do you remember any of those experiences that you have that was ever negative? Michael just goes through life, and everybody loves this gentleman. I don't know. Have you ever had a negative uh, experience with any of these fans or stars, I should say? I had a negative experience with William Shatner, who played um, Captain Kirk. Uh, we went to uh, have photographs taken with him, not autographs, just the photographs. Stand next to him, and his, uh, his people, his handler, uh, said to us, do not touch him and do not talk to him. Take your photo and move on. Wow. <laughs> wow. True story. He True was story. like a wax figure, really. It was like a wax figure. Maybe yeah, it was a wax figure. The, uh, the SS Chekhov is, uh, is on our tail here. Um, because Walter Koenig was someone that wasn't the most ex- friendly. Neither was William Shatner in that experience. Um, so why do you bother going back to see these characters then, Richard? Well, I would not go back to see Walter Koenig. However, William Shatner, as we said, he's so dynamic on the stage. He's the Babe Ruth. He packs the house. Right, but what about in person? Would you pay for another autograph with him or a photograph? A photograph if it was with my friends. That's right. it. Speaking of which, we'll be right back. And everything old is new again to continue this scintillating discussion. This show is sponsored by the law office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal services for over 26 years. We are a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you were involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need of a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the law office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. Welcome. This is Davros from Doctor Who, and you are listening to Everything Old is New Again. <laughs> With Douglas Viviani and David Cohen, be very afraid. Boy, that would be very exciting right now if that was the right show. That's from Doctor Who, that gentleman. Uh, we went to the Doctor Who convention, and uh, we'll be coming uh, back uh, on the air a little oh ways. Oh, my God, I went to a convention. I forgot. He went to this convention with me, and that was a big star of Doctor Who. Um, but, Dave, I think you may have played the wrong clip there because we're talking about Star Trek and Star Trek conventions. What are you talking about? I didn't play the clip. You can never just go along with it. Well, you're blaming me for that. I'm I had still stunned he went to a convention. He's a closet convention person. Well, just... I wouldn't go that far. I had to go to the Doctor Who thing or Doug was going to fire me. Didn't so. you didn't, <laughs> didn't you get a, a thrill out of hearing Terry Malloy, though, as Davros? Because you're not a, I don't watch the a show. Doctor Who fan. So it's not about just going to a convention. It's about going to the Star Trek convention for you guys, correct? Correct. All right. So that has... You really put that together well. I like that. (laughs) So... (laughs) Trying to think some conversation, you guys. uh, But we'll then focus on the photographs. Because you, 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 Michael talked about it a little bit, you do have an opportunity not only to get autographs, but you can get photographs. Photographs with one particular star or a combination, and uh, they could be costly. What do, what do you think uh, some of the costs are, Michael? You, you remember the costs? Uh, I think we took a photo with Scott Bakula. That was $80, yeah. and he'd only allow two people. So for us to have the three of us together, it was 160 Wow. So yeah. it's, it's big money now. What, you, why, you're certainly splitting that up between the two people, but why, why spend that kind of money for a photograph? I mean, I've seen them in, in 
restaurants where the photograph is signed by someone and, and they visited the restaurant or um, I guess that's the only place I've seen it. Well, them. that's a whole personalization of, of, of why you're going to the convention, right? You guys like to be photographed with the stars. Right, right but of course, this is not even autographed. This is just a photo. If you want an autograph, that's another uh, 40 something or 60. Um, but it's a special uh, memoir. You're not going right. to be able to. Uh, I uh, get that just walking down the street in Manhattan. Yeah, David, on my treatment wall in my family collage that the kids put together for me for Father's Day, one of the pictures in the family collage is Michael, Douglas, and I with William Shatner. Cool. And it, it's great. It's, yeah, so that's yeah. that's great when you've got the you're, you're in the picture with the the star, and then it's autographed, you know, to you with my close friends. Again, this is right. not something where it's monetary anymore. I don't right. think you know. So that really uh, brings it to life uh, for us. Yeah. So it's it's kind of fun, but the experience of actually getting the photograph too has has some significance. I mean, you're waiting on a long line. Uh, you finally finally explain how it works, Richard. You, you finally get to see the person. What What is this like? Exactly. It is. It's a very long line. You've paid your money. We've divided it up between the two or three of us. And you finally get there. And some of the actors, it's, you know, take the picture, move on. You don't even know if it's a good picture. And yet others, they'll stop and they'll spend a little bit of time with you. And it only has to be a few seconds, like the, the picture of Michael, explain with Gates McFadden. I had a photo with the doctor on The Next Generation. Her name is uh, Wesley Crusher in the series and uh, in real life, Gates McFadden. And I had a photo taken with her, which she then personalized. And it was... I was with you in the photo. Don't forget. Yes, with me. Yes. And we, yes, I should... Uh, see, uh, Richard isn't even important in that photo. All I care about was the, uh, was the actress. And uh, it, uh, I have it on my desk in, at um, both at work and at home. And... Um, it's uh, it's nice to have it there. Is she attractive? I imagine she is uh, beautiful. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, you know, there are also uh, other points of view. Like, there's 45 years of these conventions going on. There are still some actors that haven't appeared. Um, are there anyone anyone that you feel um, that you'd like to see that you haven't seen yet? No. Yeah, I- I'm still waiting for. Um how about Kelsey Grammer? He was on. Yeah, I was thinking of the, the Enterprise Vulcan Christ- lady. What's her name? I don't know. Christian Slater? How about uh, Christie Alley? Oh, Kirstie Alley. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? Enterprise, the TV series. The, oh, the, the oh. Jolene Blaylock. Thank you. Oh, she okay. blew us off how many times where she was supposed to be there and then didn't come? Right. Well, there's been a lot of stars. Like Jason Alexander was on the show, Christopher Lloyd, Terry Hatcher, Ashley Judd. There's plenty of people that, that cross... Uh, a long Star Trek, uh, but have other careers. Yeah, by all means, the guest stars in the movies, exactly. So, and we also don't get the uh, the current stars like Zoe Saldana and Chris Pine. Right. You know, they're just so busy. And uh, Chris, Pine, Chris Pine being the new Captain the new, Kirk, new right? Captain in the Kirk, movie, exactly. So often, you know, they don't come to the conventions until after their careers start to uh, decline a bit. Right. Mm. And uh, speaking of declining, let's see what we did. At, in the evenings or some of the evenings at, uh, at Las Vegas this year. We do have after-dinner types of parties and events. Uh, tonight we went to the Voodoo Lounge. They had a nice um, gold ticket holder uh, uh, buffet, and uh, they had a zip line um, ride set up at the Voodoo Lounge. And, of course, that's thrilling to be 51 stories high and looking down on Las Vegas going on this, uh, this little zip line. 
talking about declining. That's where you get the uh, the, the representation there. Fifty one uh, stories. The zip line declines. Zip line. Yes, like that connection. very good. Yeah. Okay, so, that, <laughs> so was that the summary of the nightlife in That's Las Vegas? That's some of the guys? nightlife. I think Michael had a great excursion himself. Uh, let's listen to what he did there. The old saying is, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and I was on a trek to find the best hot chocolate in the country, which is, in my opinion, at the Paris restaurant. After uh, going to the Paris restaurant and ordering the hot chocolate, only to find out they were out of hot chocolate. Certainly, I'm here for the most amazing Star Trek convention that there is probably in the entire world. Um, but the hot chocolate is a nice bonus. Okay. So let it not be said that these uh, conventioneers do not do things that should not be talked about uh, for various reasons uh, when, we, when we get home. Did you have uh, any luck with this search for the best hot chocolate that we spoke about yesterday? Well, unfortunately, Douglas, a call to the Paris restaurant uh, indicated that hot chocolate would not be available today, and I'm going to put that off to a uh, future Star Trek convention. You hear the excitement in his voice there? So that was, this is like a show within a show, right? <laughs> that was you interviewing him at the convention. At right. the convention, as opposed to you interviewing him now. Yes. All right. What? So let me ask you. <laughs> I still want that hot chocolate, by the way. <laughs> They're supposed to be interviewing him now. Right. I, all right. But let, let's get beyond that because yes. that's just blowing my mind that you have <laughs> tapes of interviewing these guys when they're sitting right here with us now. But anyway. It's like a time travel episode, David. I guess a place I don't want to be to a place I still don't want to be. That's, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's but, a couple <laughs> hours gone of your life. It's never going to come back. Listen, but. Come on, you guys were in Las Vegas. Is it wasn't there beyond? I mean, I get the hot chocolate thing; it's fun. Didn't you want to gamble, go to some bars, and you know what you usually do in Las Vegas? Well, we did. We went to see uh, Brad Garrett. He had a great comedy show. And um, what did we do the other night, Doug? <laughs> we did the, the zip line and the and the dinner, and then we tried for the hot chocolate at the Paris New York. Um, and the magic show with um, oh, right. yeah, with the Penn and Teller. With Penn and Teller. Right. That, I, I, that, that, were, that was fun. You're avoiding the question. Right? And we you're, you're totally we're, avoiding we're the question. Little gamblers. We're, we're, you know. I don't think we can, have, have we gambled once in Vegas. We, every time. Really? <laughs> this was the the <laughs> last you trip. Remember? You don't the last, remember gambling? The no, last trip was the least we gambled. We lost our money very quickly, and okay. we set a limit. Okay, I don't mortgage the house. I set a small limit. So and does Michael. So does Doug. You gambled without me because there's no way I was. I didn't gamble. Did we? It's, see, David. The, uh, the convention, as you can imagine, has an expense, and uh, you're not going to win gambling. So uh, would I rather spend my money on a, uh, on a photo or give it to the hotel? Okay, fine. What about the... All right, get David, the gam- David okay. Doug doesn't remember. He and I both gambled. We really? lost our money quickly, and he walked away saying, I quote, I feel dirty now. Interesting. That's, that's what you said. It's a lot of things in my life I don't remember. That's it. You blocked it out. Yeah. But, I mean, but there are some very risque shows. I mean, yeah, seeing a comedian, I guess, is you know crazy. But uh, but I'm talking, you know, the Vegas shows. Nothing. No. no. You mean the the ladies? Yeah. The, yes, I meant no. the ladies. Well, yes. you know, uh, no, not the <laughs> <laughs> We're there. For Our wives trust and, us. You know exactly. Yeah. In the evenings, uh, we make sure that that we stick to the agenda. Yeah, I don't believe it. And, you're just uh, saying it because you're on the. Your wives the are listening. That dinner we had at the uh, at that the place was like a gangster uh, hall. What was that one? Remember oh, that, that was yeah. That speakeasy? was off the strip. That was in town. That was great. Yeah, it was, it was nice. a lot of fun. Yeah. 
So we enjoy the camaraderie, and that's what it's all about. Let's then move on to the... I think you went, and you just don't want to say it now, because your wives are listening. The vendors... Please room. let me believe that. At Can Scotch. you just let me believe that? Thank you. We will we'll defer. There's no comment. And we'll be right back, right after these commercials. Come on back. We're back for a little inside the uh, Star Trek convention discussion with Richard Richter and Michael Weiner, and of course the effervescent David Cohen. We are just uh, kind of looking or peering into the nightlife of Star Trek in Vegas. And I do recall that we went to the Needle. And uh, what did we do there? Do you remember that, Richard? Yes, we did the roller coaster that would hang off like the side of the building. So that was a little scary. And we did like this catapult uh, ride up to the top on the Needle. And David, we did sit in a lounge in the Hilton where they had old-fashioned, like, go-go dancers in, like, these cages and had some casual drinks. So there you go. Uh-huh. I knew they, it. They also I had that, that huge Ferris wheel now we went on. Remember that? That was great. A tremendous huge Ferris wheel like it's in, uh, like in London with these pods that you stay in for about a half hour. Tremendous. Anyway, we'll be right back. <laughs> Everything old is new again to continue the fun and, and adventures of Star I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I mean, I can remember growing up watching uh, The Next Generation, and my dad also enjoyed Star Trek, and so, like, he'd take me to the movies. And the thing I always loved about Star Trek was just, like, this sense of infinite, like, exploration and wonder. Like, it's not, like, super dark and gritty. It's like a vision of hope. And Matthew Kadish explore his uh, his novels, Earthman Jack, versus the Ghost Planet and versus the Secret Army. Imagine taking everything you loved about science fiction in the 80s and early 90s, mushing it up into a ball, and having Steven Spielberg directed. That's pretty much what my book is like. And that gentleman was at the Star Trek convention in the vendor's room. And now we're back down and dirty. Besides these, as we talked about, the main theater, besides where there's a separate location for autographs, separate location for photographs, there's now also a vendor's room, which is one of the biggest rooms uh, there. So they're selling books. What else? Yeah, this, this, that gentleman was selling, uh, obviously selling his book and talking right. about Star Trek and how it influenced him. Uh, there were also, Richard, uh, Michael, what have you seen at the vendors' rooms of interest uh, throughout the years? People sell uh, photographs. They sell paintings. They sell uh, Star Trek ships, uh, you know, all the props, uh, clothing. You want to get a uh, Star Trek bathrobe, Star Trek underwear, Everything Star Trek. So they must have at least 100 uh, different vendors selling everything that there is. Uh, of course, now you can buy stuff online. But when we started, this is the only place you could buy anything. Hmm. And, uh, and uh, they're still busy. Yes. What? No. What, 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 have you, did you guys buy anything when you were there? Richard was, uh, I was just going to mention Richard's latest uh, conquest. Because I've gone with him a number of times. And he always is attracted to the chess sets. And I know that our zombie show a little ways back, Dave said that we shouldn't have a chess set in Yankee Stadium, if you remember that, because right. it would bore the right. death out of you. Bore, right. uh, yeah. Uh, but I am the, of the other opinion with, with Richard uh, that chess is a, a game of quality and interest. And tell us what right. I mean, you were searching and searching right. forever. You know, for David, David, like any good nerd, I enjoy a good game of chess. <laughs> and um, collecting chess sets has always been one of my things. And this was a, an old, um, what was the name of that company that sold? Uh, Frank Franklin Mint. Thank you. Thank you, Douglas. Yes, Franklin Mint, an old chess set from Franklin Mint. It was a steal, so I, I got it, and I packed it, and came home with it. But, it, but it, that's not it. He was at this gentleman's table 
and he had a, the gentleman had four or five of these there. He, this character was looking at every piece, was looking at every Rich, chest. Rich was yes. looking. Right. And he was negotiating and talking. He went back three or four times to this guy. Will you, you know, uh, bind it up for me? Can I sell, send it uh, home? I have to carry it with me. And it was a project and a half. And this guy, it was, a, it was like, really, it was a project as if you were buying like a wedding ring or something. I, I wouldn't go quite that far. <laughs> Douglas is embellishing the experience a little. Yeah. Not did, from my so, point of view. But did you get it? Did you buy I it? I did, yes. So did. the chess pieces, are, are they characters from the show? It's Yes, so literally. Who's the king, I guess, Shatner? The king is Shatner. Who's the queen? And the queen is Spock. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And then you got the Klingons on the other side. I don't remember who the queen is. Was it know. Spock? Yeah, yeah. It might be Ahura, actually. Yeah, uh, but you've, you've got, uh, you know, on the other side of it, you've, you've got Klingons, and it's a regular chess set. Do you display it? What's the story? Uh, yes, yeah. I have uh, several chess sets on display in my office and, um, you know, several at home. Okay. Now, uh, while you're there, you also have the lesser people, you know, that I shouldn't say lesser people, but lesser actors, people that were on the show for maybe one or two episodes, and they were there. Let me know uh, if anybody can recognize who this person is. <laughs> from that do we have any idea who that is that's an actor that was on the show the original show that was in the convention this year in the vendors room it was exciting to see him well that was the Gorn but I don't remember the actor's name well of course Bobby Clark we all know that Dave the former flyer captain <laughs> <Yeah>. Bobby Clark <laughs> that, that really was very bizarre that no. sound wasn't that sound that he was sounded very, something yeah. like Gleason I think don't you think <laughs> pays to buy the best <laughs> There's no connection there. I still can't believe you got that autograph. <laughs> well, he reminded me of Jackie Gleason. Pays to buy the best. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. You're right. And, you know, the, the, the derivative, the, that whole character's derivative of the honeymooners. I would suggest that we've got some issue there in terms of. Uh, we have an issue. <laughs> that was a fellow that was at the convention that I uh, I had some fun with, and I threw a microphone in front of his face and he talked about Shatner a little bit. Bill Shatner was great to work with in those days. He he was uh, always there to help you if you needed any help. And we kind of worked together because he had his ideas of what to do, and we had more ideas to put in with it. It just gives you a little feel for it, even down to that uh, type of character, which was didn't even talk on the show, let's face it. He's there signing autographs. And now Richard had some issue with my getting his autograph. I don't know why. Uh, well, Douglas, because yeah, honestly, anybody could have been in that suit and... You wouldn't know it. I, I but just, it was him. That's, we, there's no question. Did he him. make the noise? Did he make that no. sound? No, he oh, wasn't wow. in his so what, suit. So he had nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> it was a total waste of an investment. I don't know if Michael agrees with, the, with you on that one. You know what? Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes Doug happy. That's what I've been saying the last two hours. <laughs> Whatever yeah. works. I mean, we have three minutes and I throw it to Michael and that's what I get. I, and then it, when I've got 20 seconds, he gives me a diatribe. I'm going to have to ask the right question at the right time, I think. I don't know. Um, other than that, other than seeing that person, there are other people um, or other things going on. There are another, there's another room where there's lectures going on by non-stars, if you will. Oh, people. boy. That, yes. that sounds exciting. 
Yes. Lectures on Star Trek by people who aren't in Star Trek? Correct. That's like you guys sitting around here talking about yes, it. Yes, there were some lost scenes from Star Trek Two, Star Trek Four, Star Trek Six that were displayed. So now we we're getting... About. Okay, so uh, again, just a, an observer, this is the real minutia here, right? Yes, because this is... This is for their hardcore fans. Exactly. Right? There's more to it than just what we've talked about to, so, so far. There are now these panels of Star Trek and science and how real is it with a real you know, NASA... Uh, scientists talking about it. There were Star Trek science fiction and fact in All Way to the Future. What, um, you know, what is the next thing that's being brought out by Star Trek? There's also a costume parade that occurs, which we'll talk about next show. There's karaoke. Uh, I know uh, Michael's a big fan of the Klingon karaoke. Total I did, silence. I, didn't, I did not realize that. <laughs> <laughs> we were all speechless we, with that. We, hear, <laughs> we just hear the Klingon karaoke. We walk the opposite direction. But what is that? What's Klingon karaoke? I have no clue. Oh, you're not familiar. It, it, Richard knows. Yes, it's with some of the, as you like to say, lesser actors that, yes. that played some roles as re- repetitively uh, as Klingons. And they get together um, and they sing. And it's a sing-along with the Klingons, even though they're not in Klingon costume, but they call it Klingon karaoke. Are they singing in Klingon or in English? Yeah, they sing in English. They take it. They take it somewhat. I'm not going to say seriously, but they, you know, they just are the actors that played the Klingons. Why aren't they you, singing in Klingon? To me, that would be more interesting. Well, there are, fun. yeah, right. there are things. Also, what they'll do this past convention, they had um, I forget her name. Uh, Terry Farrell was on stage with uh, the actual makeup man that put up her, put on her makeup, and uh, they've done that with Klingons as well. They've done the makeup right then and there. So if you're really that's into great. it, you could dig into some of this real minutia that's gonna that's gonna last for your memories. Yeah, for the Dura sisters. Remember, they came on stage. Being interviewed, but they were in full costume. You know, they've always made a big uh, deal about the fact that these uh, costumes, and especially when they have uh, facial makeup, can take uh, three, four hours to apply. It's a huge process for these people. So they did it on stage and showed you how how it's done, basically, right? Right. All right, Dave. I know you got to get out of here. We'll uh, we'll let you transport out, and we will all be back to continue our discussion of Star Trek and all things Star Trek convention. Everything old is new again. This show is sponsored by ResumeDoctorInc.com. When you're looking for a job, changing your career, or applying for a promotion, your resume is the first thing seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job. Send your current resume to ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let us make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to Resume. Resume Doctor Inc. at AOL.com. That's Resume Doctor Inc. at AOL.com. This is Bobby Clark for Everything Old is New Again and the Nostalgic Look to the Future. How do you like that? We got Bobby Clark, the original Gorn. The guy who wore the costume, didn't speak, wasn't the voice. This guy, this guy. to buy the best. Just love that. Right, but again, it wasn't that wasn't Bobby Gorn's voice. Well, it wasn't Bobby Clark's voice either. I mean, Bobby Gorn, <laughs> Bobby Clark. But it wasn't his voice. It, it just to so, do with that. shows the yeah. minutia, the nonsense that you can go get involved with it. At the convention, that was something of interest to some so people. You, to you, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I, I just find it fascinating, honestly, that that guy's even at the convention signing autographs. What I find it fascinating do? that you purchased one. <laughs> uh, I also find it fascinating that he wore costume uh, costumes and, and covered his head and all that. Um, and no one even recognized who he was, where he was coming from. At the convention, there are costumes galore. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, well, you know what? I have Richard, your excitement was unbridled the night of the costume contest at uh, Star Trek Convention in Vegas. The costumes are elaborate. Uh, it's actually remarkable. You can't help but stand there with some of the people attending and, and take photos with them. They'll take characters from the original Star Trek show to the movies, different alien species characters. There was even someone walking around dressed as Abe Lincoln, and that also pays tribute to one particular episode of the, uh, the classic uh, Star Trek. A charming negress. Forgive me, my dear. But why should I object to that term, sir? You see, in our century, we've learned not to fear word. We've each learned to be delighted with what we are. Just refreshing your recollection as to the episode that, that uh, Abe Lincoln was in. I got it. I'm surprised you it. played it. That's all. You like that. Well, but that also showed to me significant... They uh, said... Ne- what did he call her? But he, but he sh- what did he call her? I don't know. Negress? That was... Uh, but that was significant in the 60s, showing how ridiculous names and prejudice was that was the key to that episode it was terrific Michael well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I, I'm, touching I, that I, one I, 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 <laughs> well you know Nichelle Nichols who had who was uh, who was African-American uh, had a very important role on the series and of course she speaks about this all the time how she was one of the first African-American women to have uh, such an important role uh, as a uh, as an equal in the cast as opposed to a, a subordinate as was the case in uh, earlier shows. So um, they were just highlighting how really things have ch- had changed from the 1800s to the 1960s. Uh, and, uh, and of course, um, you know, it was looking forward to the future as the, that, that race w- would be irrelevant. And an infinite diversity and infinite combinations, right? You're not familiar with that? That's the philosophy, the Star Trek, uh, the Vulcan philosophy. No one's this familiar. I'm getting a sense that you're familiar. You're familiar, but you you (laughs) seem to be on a, Doug, you seem to be on a very different plane with this whole Star Trek thing. Like, I'm getting the sense from just, you know, talking with you over the last few hours that you're, you know, you're a Trekker, and these guys are like Trekker lights. Like, they yeah, can't believe like some of the things that you do. Is that right, guys? I like I mean, Trekker Light. I can go with that. Okay. That's respectful. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, and uh, I, because I, I find that there's more to it than just, uh, in the latest movies, I have some objections to some of these things. It's more to it than just, you know, shooting a Klingon and moving on. Right. I, I, I enjoy the philosophy of it more than the action. That's just where I'm at. Yeah. But unfortunately, the more cerebral aspect of Star Trek is no longer in demand, sadly. Correct. Um, while we're at the convention, I'm trying to do a segue, but I can't find a segue. There were other events that occurred besides talking about uh, the, the uh, costumes, which were elaborate as you went on and, and discussed. There was actually a wedding that occurred. People were married at the Star Trek convention. Let's just hear a smidge of, of the wedding entrance. Okay, that's right. Yeah, it's a looking at you. Okay, that's right. 
I mean, there's actual discussion there uh, as the woman is coming in from. So who who married them? Uh, there was a, 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 a or more ordained uh, a minister there. So it wasn't like a Klingon or see that that would be cool. Uh, he was dressed in a in a uh, uh, dress outfit from the Next Generation as an admiral. Okay. You know, and right. it's funny because I, I put that little clip together. It's just a smidge there where people are talking about Saw Wars, and they're <laughs> familiar with that. And while this woman is walking down the aisle, they're talking about seeing a Wookiee and seeing a. So all these people right. are dressed. Right. Tons of people dressed I, in outfits. I get the wedding thing. You know, because that's complete, I, don't, I don't get that. It's complete insanity. That's why I get it. I, I that's just totally off the charts. The so insane. I can understand that they're 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 literally crazy. If if Bobby Clark uh, in his Gorn outfit. Uh, you know, married them, then it would be of interest to me. But you, but it's different with you guys because I, you're not crazy. You know, you, you see that distinction there. Well, you're professionals. Well, well, Michael you're, you're... and I aren't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> talk about crazy. There are people that there's an auction that goes on, like a, and people go crazy at auctions for different items. Let's hear a smidge of an auction that went on. Where are you? These are great deals. Thirteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. Seventeen hundred once. Eighteen hundred. It's a good investment, sir. Nineteen hundred. This is a good deal. Nineteen hundred once. Nineteen hundred twice. Sold for nineteen hundred dollars. I'm dying to know what what was sold. For nineteen hundred dollars, an original signatures on one page with their uh, you know their likenesses on it of the original crew, two of which have passed away. I think that's insane. But this is what goes on. The it, guy's telling telling you it's a good deal. Nineteen so hundred. It, it's the original crew, right? On one piece of paper, one photograph, and they all seven of them signed it. What do you, you guys think? It's crazy. I Is think that it's price? insane. Yes, it's, it's insane. insane. But some uh, people buy uh, you know two thousand dollar pocketbooks. Is that insane? Yes, I think that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the, the see the excitement of getting involved in an auction at the the convention uh, just got these people. I mean, there's no way they would have gone on. Do you think on eBay or I don't know, go to a store and buy that for nineteen hundred dollars? That's that's out there, right? That makes sense. But yeah. you think I'm out there because I like the philosophy and the themes of the show? No, we think you're out there just for getting the Gorn's autograph, not over the philosophy. <laughs> but you're just but, out there. But if that yes. if that photo is go, is going to be meaningful to the person who bought it, then fine. It better be meaningful, right? For seventeen, nineteen hundred dollars. But yeah, I mean, of course, who's the judge? I mean, that's that's their thing. They were totally into it. Um, they saved all their money to, to spend on that, I guess. Uh, I don't, I don't or they've got, ton, you know, there are other people who have tons of money. That's two thousand is nothing to. Maybe they're buying it as a wedding gift for the people who got married. Interesting. Very nice. Nice little. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make some sort of you know logical connection. Well, we're at the end of the second show now. Not the very end, but towards the end of the second show of talking about Star Trek conventions in general and the show um, as well. Dave, is there anything here that is is bugging you or, or giving you some hesitation as to why we're even here discussing this? No, I, I understand why we're here discussing it because... You know, it's something you guys do. You're friends. You, you, this is something you do together. I, I really, I understand. I really do. Do you have it's, any questions of us? Any uh, tact of, of 
I, no, not right now, because I, I've, I think over the last two shows I've asked a lot of questions, and you guys came back, I have to admit, with you know pretty logical answers, and uh, I, I get it. Well, you know, I, yes. like, I like David's interpretation of you know, the logic in our answers. It means that we're already getting to him. He's becoming more Vulcan-like. Yeah, well, how do, would I go from there? I think, you're, right, now, I think you're right, but... Rich, you just erased everything. <laughs> Every positive feeling I had. Next, we're, we're right back into the geekdom uncomfortableness I felt. Before. But there is a geekdom that's through our society. <laughs> you see it on Family Guy. You see it on Big Bang Theory. This show and these conventions. How about that? What's that movie with uh, Tim Allen? Um, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy oh, Quest. Great movie. You know, uh, that captures some of the essence of this. And again, I think it's just fun. It's the Peter Pan, um, you know, type of feel that it makes you feel young, again, to be at a convention like this. In, in, in fact, wait, before you play the clip, you we can have play the clip. You talk over it. I'd like to know uh, why you guys maybe wouldn't put together a memoir of your experience, actually. We'll talk about that the next time we meet at Everything Old is New Again. Come on back. Okay, so we are back, and we are here talking about the Star Trek convention. We have a few more minutes with the gang uh, for this week, and I think Dave had an initial question that was of interest. Yeah, uh, I understand when we were talking off the air before that that, uh, you two guys, and I'm I'm talking about uh, Michael and Rich, went a little bit earlier to the convention, and you had a little side trip without Doug that sounded pretty cool. Yeah, the, uh, we went the day before, and we uh, took a helicopter tour to the Grand Canyon. The helicopter flies about 2,000 feet over the ground, so you can almost touch wow. the ground. That's how, that's how close it seems. And uh, we went on the Skywalk, which is uh, built by the Native Americans, and you can actually look down. I heard about that. Which is really cool. And um, You say the Skywalk, that's the one that's glass, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. So you walk, hang over the Grand Canyon, looking down, like, through by your feet. Yes, Although it's, you know, there's no fear. I mean, the glass is really thick, and you're not going anywhere. So it's, it's an amazingly cool thing to do. Uh, what was a little scary, though, is that you can actually walk right up to the edge of the canyon, and you could just jump off. There's nothing to keep you from just ending up as something smushed on the bottom. And there's hundreds of people lined up along the edge, peering down. Michael and I were amazed. Just risking their lives. At the stupidity over. of it, yes. Right. Right. Yeah, and then, then wasn't there a comment, you know, that, oh, no one falls, no one ever falls? Well, well I asked one of the rangers, does anyone ever fall off? And he said, no. Uh, but the internet does not lie. And I looked it up, and there are plenty of people who unfortunately have been injured at the Grand Canyon. Yes. So word of advice, don't get too close to the edge. Because I think you right there, right then and there, you doubted him. You went on your uh, phone and pulled up from the internet uh, the real answer that there's a couple of people a year that fall it in. It was not possible for it not to happen. Right. If you were looking, you'd see. There's a lot of 48 hours about stuff like that. Anyway, we'll be back next week to discuss Star Trek conventions and uh, and